This is Brian Q. Miller, and you're listening to Across the Airwaves. Meanwhile, at the DC Nation, none of the Robins ever complained. You're going to melt me like a deep sandwich and show you just how powerful I really am. We have no more use for this one. Kill him. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Cross the Airwaves DC Nation section. The only place so far on the internet to find podcast reviews the Cartoon Network's popular Saturday morning programming block, the title DC Nation which currently features episodes of Green Lantern, the animated series, Young Justice, as well as various DC Comics animated shorts. I'm, of course, Dan Schmidt, your host. And with me is the most infamous of our Across the Airwaves core, GTA Smallville Retro Review's very own Michael J. Petty. And what exciting things are we covering this week on our podcast, Michael? This week on the Cross Series DC Nation, we will be covering the Green Lantern animated series episode Regime Change, as well as three new DC Nation shorts, a visit to WonderCon, an Animal Man, and a new DC World's Funniest. After that, we will be covering the Young Justice Invasion episode Earthlings. I don't think there's a new Smallville yet, so... Alright, so with that, let's not hold you guys over any longer. Then let's get into talking about... The Green Lantern Animated Series episode, Regime Change. When Queen Ayalande's brother Ragnar becomes an evil Red Lantern, Hal and the others must return to Betrosis to stop him. This week's Green Lantern started out with Hal trying to convince the Guardians they should reveal the truth about Gatrosidus' false propaganda that they sent the Manhunters to kill his people. But instead, the Guardians are more concerned about going to war because unbeknownst to hell, Gatrocidus' propaganda isn't so false. So, Michael, what did you think of Hal's plan and the fact that it wasn't necessarily going to work out to begin with because the Guardians were keeping something from him? Well, the Guardians always keep things from us. Yes, I know. Those darn little blue men. Well, it was spot on with the comics, so I really—I mean, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I just felt bad for Hal. Yeah, he's kind of destined to fail at that point. <laughs> well, it's not really destined to fail, but like you know, he kind of believed in these guys, even though he disagreed with them. You know, he's yeah. like, "Oh, these yeah. guys can't be that bad." Right. Oops. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Before Hal can really get the truth. Out of the Guardians, their transmission is interrupted by the Green Lantern Queen, Ayalande, who returned for this week. And she says that her planet is in need of assistance. And when the Green Lantern crew arrives there, surprise! It turns out her brother Ragnar is now a Red Lantern leading his own squadron. Yes. If you did not see that one coming, I'm very surprised. <laughs> Because the guy was pretty angry at the end of 
the last episode he appeared in. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, he was taken down very easily. Oh yeah. Well, not too easily. They had to chase him for a while, but yeah, yeah. But you know, chasing was easier than coming to fight him. True. And yeah, their first round with Ragnar didn't go too well this time. No, because he had an army of Red Lanterns with him. Yes, the nasty ones too, including that big monster guy that beat up Kalowak the last time. But I thought he got a few good licks on him here. Mm-hmm. And from there, we're basically Cal and Kilowog and Ion Razor. They're outnumbered. Things aren't looking good. So they leave the palace to regroup. And they run into the Queen's head of security. Who we think's against them now, too, because Guy and Hal fought in that tournament and things didn't turn out so well. But it turns out he's helping. Yes, he's a helpful guy. It's actually not too bad of a guy. No, and he's helping and leading the resistance against Ragnar. Yes. And unfortunately, this much-needed backup for Hal comes with the bad news as it's revealed that the Red Lanterns have brought a Liberator to destroy the entire planet. Oh, boy. Dun, dun, dun. And I liked with this how, you know, Hal and Kilowog kind of freaked out because they're like we didn't really stop it the last time yeah and i i thought that really raised the stakes and intensity for this episode because mm-hmm. we were going up against something that we knew from before they couldn't stop yes so that sucked us right in i thought it made things really exciting yeah and then more tension kind of was created as they called ganthet and he told them that the guardians did create the Manhunters, that annihilated Atrocitus's people. And I'm glad that they changed it. They made an amendment that the Manhunters killed all the people. Yeah. Because before, when they had that whole thing with the stained glass window, was it two episodes ago? When Hale snuck into Atrocitus's fortress or shard, the planet that they... or leftover uh, planet that they live on. Three episodes ago. Yeah, three episodes ago. Uh, we were kind of like, oh, they kind of made this a little more childlike by just saying the Guardians just terrorized people instead of wiping them out. And now it's back to wiping them out. So I'm glad that was there. Mm-hmm. Just added a little more oomph to things. Oomph. And we also got a really cool flashback with Ganthet revealing the truth. Yes, that was very cool. Yes, the Manhunters looked really cool. Yes. Um, it was. I th- think it's the first time we've seen them in CG, so that was kind of neat. Yeah, I think it was. I think you're right. And I'm really hoping that we'll see Hell battle them in present day at some point on the show. Yes, well, I'm sure we will. I mean, they, they still got to be out there. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, going back to this episode... Ganthet reviewing this shocking information to Helen Company was where the story began to get good, as we got a whole plot line that took place on Oa that revolved around Ganthet trying to convince is Appa his name? Yeah, Ali Appa. Ali Appa. He's the head guardian. And Ganthet tries to get him to admit to the galaxy that they made a mistake with the Manhunters to save Queen Alundi's planet. Mm-hmm. And this is where Things got a little unfortunate for Ganthet. Yeah, he kind of got the short end of the stick. 
Okay, how exactly did he get the short end of the stick, Michael? He was kind of voted out of the Guardian. <laughs> yes. But kind of just pushed him out, like, okay, bye-bye, crazy. Yeah. I thought this had more justification behind it, though. It felt a little more political than what they did in the comics. In the comics, it was like, okay, we disagree with you, you're out. This, they used the evidence of Gambit letting Hal steal the ship to kick him out. Mm. So I liked how that was made much more of a political move, more so than, oh, we're just going to keep this information secret, leave us alone. Yeah. So that was good stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I love that Sade brought him back. Yes. The other thing is, I bet Appa's really going to flip his lid, but he finds out that the artificial intelligence of the ship has formed a human body, well, a robot body. Oh, yeah. And is fighting as a Green Lantern. They'll probably start the Alpha Lanterns from that. Really? How much you want to bet? But I is friendlier than a Alpha Lantern. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to go. I don't want her to go like evil Alpha Lantern on people. I'm not saying she will. Oh, they will. Yes. And and then Aya will look like she has more of a soul than they do. Yes. Eat that star sapphires for calling her soulless. Ta-ha-ha. <laughs> Ta-ha-ha. Anyway, while this madness is going on on Oa, Hal, Ayalande, and Kilowog battle their way through the Red Lanterns as they try to stop the Liberator in what I thought was a fight scene that put the showdown between Parallax and Hal in the live-action Green Lantern movie to severe shame. Especially when Razor and Aya join the fight with the Resistance on their flying, jousting motorcycles against Ragnar. That was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm just... Mm-hmm. I was just saying, I, I mean, I thought the camera angles and stuff were awesome, and the, just the flying around, and they really went all out with this one. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of nuts, because there's, like, what, two more episodes left on the first half of the season? There are three episodes, and actually, according to um, producer G- Giancarlo Velope, yes, I, I need to learn how to pronounce his name, he said the last three episodes act as a three-hour, or I guess hour-and-a-half season finale. Ooh. So. There's a bigger fight in store for us. Yes. Which I don't know how they can top this one, because this one's pretty good. Well, episode 13, spoiler alert, Red Lanterns infiltrate Oa. Oh, no. Yeah. It's on now. Atrocity's Corpse War. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That could be awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this fight was so impressive. It had such a huge scale. The vastness of it, I guess, blew my mind to the point that I totally understood the anguish Hal and Kilowog felt when Appa told them Ganthet was gone and help wasn't coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my god, talk about being put in the crapper on that one. Yes. 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 Use. Michael would have been angry. You would have shaked an angry finger at Appa. I would have thrown an angry punch at Appa. But that wouldn't have worked because it's a transparent projection of Appa. 
Um, yeah. And I also think it's hilarious that he has the same name as Aang's giant flying bison on Avatar The Last Airbender. Aliapa. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's funny. Because the same name as a giant bison. <laughs> That's funny. Although, as many of you who read the Green Lantern comics know, never count out the little blue smurfs known as guardians because they might surprise you and then try and kill you well well not all of them i mean we haven't been introduced to miss scar have we yet well we've probably seen her but she isn't scar yet yeah we haven't it hasn't been indicated who it is but another female guardian said which michael said before and is kind of Ganthet's lover in a way. Yep. It's kind of a weird thing they got going on, but whatever. She brings him back to Oa, where together they activate something that made Michael very excited. The first Blue Lantern. Yay! Ooh. Woo! Yes! Yes! Unfortunately, it didn't bring a certain character with them, but that's coming. Oh, but we did get cool green fire effects. Yay! And that was pretty cool. Did you like how they showed the supercharging? Yes. <clears throat> that was very cool. It was very reminiscent of um, Alan Scott as Green Lantern, actually. Well, I kind of thought of um, Kyle Rayner's character becoming Ion. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, it, I mean, it made me think of that a little bit. Which yeah. is a weird concept, but... Yes. Yes. I liked it better than what they did in the comics where there was just like a little like Green Lantern ring thought bubble that just said the ring is at 400%. I kind of miss the talking rings though. Like I would like I do miss the talking much. rings but I I wish the comics would have done the talking bubble and the green fire to show the idea of supercharged. I agree. Like this really was you got it. This really made sense that it was supercharged. By them just glowing so brightly. Oh, yeah. And that was really cool with Aya that she, like, totally glowed. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, she's mainly Green Lantern power. Yes. So that was neat. It was unfortunate that we did get to see how the Blue Lantern increased her power because <laughs> she had to power. catch Razor. Aya's power? Yes. Oh, Yeah. Well, would it have even worked? Because technically she doesn't use a ring. But it seems like she channels the ring's energy. She channels the battery's energy. Right, which is the same as... Mm, is it? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. That's something to ask the creators. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm going to go with she got supercharged, too. She didn't show it. Well, because she had to catch Razor, which was kind of funny. <laughs> was kind of funny. Good as far as he's like, it's like, yay, yay, I'm fighting it. Kind of reminded me of Wildy Coyote there. Yeah, a little bit, actually. Yeah, I like to see his neck stay up for a little bit and then fall down, you know? Yeah, that would have been really good. But, yeah, a little weird I think for this, that would have made my day. Yeah. But <laughs> it was also good that they maintained... The attributes of the rings that exist in the comics. 
Yes. And explain that in a very simple way. Yes. And it was also really cool how Al and Kilowog and Ilande used their rings as like rocket boosters to fly. That idea is awesome. I don't know. Razor came up with that, remember? Yes, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was based on what Razor came up with earlier. I thought that was neat. They keep Mm -hmm. wanting to call this stupid thing the Interceptor, but it's the Liberator is the Red Lantern device that they flew off the planet. Yeah, because the Interceptor is hell ship. Yes. Aya is the Interceptor. Aya is. That kind of sounds awesome. Yes. You said that very menacingly. Aya is the Interceptor. Ooh, bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Well, also with this whole Blue Lantern thing, it flew off into space, which means what's going to happen, Michael? Blue Lantern Courts. Yes. Featuring St. Walker. And the ring's probably going to go to St. Walker, who is now on MoGo. Who is on MoGo. And I have a feeling that Ganthet's going to end up on MoGo, where he finds St. Walker. surprise me. Sounds simple enough. Oh, yeah. Finally, with this episode, I really liked the way this episode ended with Hell kind of being left unsure about what supercharged his ring and yes. Ganthet just having to believe that the Blue Lantern saved Iolandi's planet as he left Oa because it let us feel what powers a Blue Lantern, which is hope, instead of just simply explaining it to us. And... I just couldn't think of a better way for the writers of this show to give a send-off to Ian Abercrombie, the actor who voiced Ganthet, that recently passed away. Sadly. Yeah, it was very sad. He also uh, played Alfred Pennyworth on the short-lived Birds of Prey show. Oh, bummer. So, I knew I recognized the name. Mm. Oh, that's too bad. He was fun as Ganthet. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder yeah, who he do... was good as Alfred. Oh, yeah. I wonder who will do uh, his voice now, though. Uh, I don't know. I think it's someone who sounds like Ian Abercrombie. Who sounds like Ian Abercrombie? I don't know. Yeah. Bring in um, uh, Terrence Stamp. Oh. Yeah. DC, bring in Terrence Stamp as the new voice of... Yes. Camp that because... Yeah. Enough said. Or Steve Glosson if you can't get Terrence Stamp. Because he can do a mean Terrence Stamp. Impression. Yes, impression. True. Kyle True. My son. Hmm. Yeah. That'd work. Just throwing that out there. Well, we're not really throwing it out there. We're ordering. We're ordering. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. But uh, did you feel kind of what I'm saying about the episode kind of ending in this way? that let us feel hope instead of just saying, okay, that's what's powers, a Green Lantern ring? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just really what I liked about it. Then something that they've not really done with the Green Lantern things. Because they so easily say, oh, it's powered by willpower. But they don't let us get to, like, almost experience what that skill is like or what that means to have that. Mm-hmm. And I thought this episode, it just, it brought a smile to my face at the end. Oh, yeah. Like, it just made me hopeful that good could triumph over evil. And that Ganthet or 
Ian Abercrombie went to a better place. Yes. I mean, wow. That episode was almost written for him. You know? Mm-hmm. They just, it was set up perfectly for what they wanted to do in the tribute, so that's kind of eerie a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, but... Good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, what were your final thoughts on the Green Lantern episode, Michael? Um, I, I really liked the Blue Lantern stuff. I, re- I really liked the Red Lantern stuff and that they could beat the Red Lanterns with that. I thought it was interesting that the Blue Lantern kind of depowered the Red Lantern ring because that's not really yeah. in the comics, but it worked well for this. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I'm actually surprised they banished Gantha this early in the series, to be honest. Yeah. Especially if it's getting another season, which I'm pretty sure it is. But Well, maybe it had to do with the actor passing away. Yeah, but they're still going to have to use Gint that one way or another. Yeah, I know. Well, I guess, I guess the idea is to get St. Walker into the story as a Blue Lantern. So, yeah. So he can join the crew, I have a feeling. I mean, I think ultimately that's what they're going for. Absolutely. I mean, if they introduce St. Walker to us this early, then that's what they've got to be trying to go for. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Again, for me, I was surprised that this was as big of a episode as it was mm-hmm. like I did not think we were going to get those huge step forwards in the Green Lantern universe no I thought this was a filler too yeah I mean honestly I thought we're going to go back to the planet deal with the planet I didn't think we were going to get any of this oh uh, Ganthet stuff and it was really well done so I was pleased and I was really impressed with the fight scenes as well like this was a way more epic than I ever thought it could be. Oh yeah. So I, I mean, I was, I was pretty amazed, and also it showed that this show, like Drug Justice, can cramp a lot of stuff within a twenty-minute period. Mm-hmm. You can still tell a good story. So, they, well, and kids can still understand it. Right. So I mean, if they were competing with Greg Wiseman and say, if you could stuff all that stuff into twenty minutes. They were going to try it, too. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I think they accepted the challenge and Pulled won. it off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there you go, Greg Wiseman. Gianardo Volpe and the rest of the guys are like, how do you like them apples, Greg? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, we got this. Yeah, uh-huh. But again, I think now it's time to move on to the other part. The DC Nation shorts, which has to stuff a lot of things into five minutes, but they do a pretty decent job. Again, they kind of shortchanged us on the shorts. We'll get to that in a little bit, but let's first talk about DC Nation's visit to WonderCon. And basically, DC Nation returned to WonderCon again. This was, yeah, this one was kind of (laughs) lame. Yes, it was kind of lame. And they basically asked fans dressed up. The costumes about their favorite DC Universe fellows and gadgets. The same fans, mind you. <laughs> the same fans, yes, same people. I wish they would have asked some other fans. There's a lot of people at Comic-Con. I guess they were scared that they would end up interviewing the guy dressed as Captain America or something. I don't know. Who cares? It's WonderCon. Oh, yeah, well, the Disney well, Warner Brothers DC. War never yeah. ceases to amaze me. No, you're right, you're right. And how cold they could be to each other. Do you think the DC versus Marvel War is bad? Uh-uh. 
<laughs> Warner Brothers and Disney. <laughs> and now that Warner Brothers owns DC and Marvel owns Disney, it's going to get a little rougher. Anyhow. Anyway. But Warner Brothers is the better cartoons, just say right now. True. Yes. I felt, even though the clip was kind of lame, the best part was the guy in the Batman costume, who basically never broke character. Which kind of made me nervous the guy has his screw loose, but whatever. And it made me laugh when he told the Cassandra Cain Batgirl standing next to him that she was too young to drive the Batmobile. Yes, that was funny. And I'm really hoping that wasn't the guy's girlfriend. Because he probably got an earful for his comments on the way home. Especially since, you know, that aired on TV. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, uh, I don't know. Yeah. That guy was a little crazy, though. Yeah. He seemed like he had a screw loose. Again, I'm talking to a guy who likes to do the pressures of Thor, so... Not just Thor, Dan. Just Thor. Not just Thor. You did Batman last week. I did do Batman last week. And you were better than this guy on the... And it was exhausting. It would hurt your throat. It does hurt your throat. I don't know why Christian Bale has to talk like that. But I'm not the hero that Gotham needs right now. You sound like an emphysema. I'm the hero it deserves right now in Gotham. Honestly, I think that they should like have dubbed his voice with Kevin Connor. I'm lightheaded. Really? You I think they should have. Could they have dubbed over Batman's voice with uh, Kevin Connery? They probably Batman's could have. Voice? I don't know. Wouldn't it shock me? Wouldn't it be cool if someone did that? We should do that. I don't know how to. Neither do I, but we should. Yeah, okay. Enough for the Batman. Fine, I guess I'll just come back as Thor. <laughs> no, because it's time to talk about somebody. You've got to do the intro for him. Animal Man! Yeah! Animal Man returned. In the better of the two shorts, I think. You like this one better? Than the DC Nation Visits WonderCon? Oh, 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 I thought you meant the other Animal Man ones. Oh, no, uh... No, I just meant the DC Nation visits Wonder Common. I meant for this week. <coughs> which is why I moved on rather quickly from Sweet. DC Nation versus WonderCon. As I can understand. Yes. But I think I understand why Michael didn't like this Animal Man short as well as the first one. Yeah. Because it gave me this vision of Michael screaming in terror and running upstairs to cower in fear underneath his bed as the dreaded Black Manta was the main villain in the first show. Why do they keep torturing me? Black Manta came for Michael. He keeps showing up. He won't go away. I, I think that's the best reoccurring joke we've got on the podcast right now is you being afraid of Don't me. ruin it. Oh my gosh. Stop talking about him. Everybody who's listening, you should just write Black Manta on Michael's Twitter. No, because you know, no, because then they will. <laughs> People love to screw with me on Twitter. Well, that's how to screw with them. Mention Black Manta. Hashtag Black Manta. Oh. We'll make it a trending topic. No. That would actually be really funny, but yeah, that'd be cool to know for our popularity of the show 
that happened. But just hashtag Black Bama. Right. But then Jeff Johns would think it's for his Aquaman comic, and then and then I'd get up staged. Right. I don't like getting up staged. Jeff Johns can do that. But Animal Man. Yeah, that's many should. Anyway, Animal Man was not terrified by the popular Aquaman villain that Michael's afraid of, Black Manta. He was more disturbed by the fact that he destroyed a sandcastle some crab was living in. Yes. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was very clever. Yes, thought that was funny. It was very clever of them. Yes, they were clever. (laughs) So that was a fun, terrifying, quick short. It seems every time we get an Animal Man short, there's always another Animal Man short. Yeah. Which is awesome. I'm not complaining. And I love how every short features villains that would never interact with Animal Man in the comics in a million years. But okay. You never know. But again, the villains are more recognizable than Animal Man. That's kind of sad. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. Honestly, though, Black Man won't leave me alone. He was there on Justice League Unlimited. He was there in Young Justice. He was there even on Smallville. Because, honestly, I think people were scared of him as a kid. On Challenge of the Super Friends, yeah. And he does have a frightening voice. voice like this. Yes. Which I think is the same guy that does Soundwave and Transformers. And Dr. Claw on Inspector Gadget. That's because he can make his voice really low. Yeah. So it's a tribute to all those people. To that actor, I guess. Who must be very good at scaring children. Uh, Oh, God. No Black Manta, Michael. No. That's what I've been saying. Come on. As for the second short, we had Animal Man... In what I thought was a Seinfeld-like situation. <laughs> Stopping to chew out some guy for abandoning his dog. While uh, Darkseid and his minions were causing all hell to break loose. I just That was comedic gold. Especially after everything Animal Man did to teach the man about animal cruelty. Including having Darkseid join in on the conversation. Was met with a parademon carrying the man away. Once again, leaving the dog abandoned. <coughs> so there was no point to it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in my opinion, made it like a Seinfeld episode. I'm freaking out, Jerry! I'm freaking out! Because that's a show about nothing. And really, nothing got accomplished in this short that so Animal true. Man wanted, so... I have to, um, in English class tomorrow, actually, and this is kind of on the topic, but kind of not. Um, I, my friend and I actually have to act out this skit that has to do with these vocab words. Don't even ask why. So we're basing it off of Seinfeld. Nice. I'm going to walk in and talk like Kramer. There you go. And he's going to be like Jerry. So it's going to be hilarious. That should be fun. I get to make the funny Kramer noise, too. <laughs> You're going to get a Newman in there? No, there are only two people, unfortunately. Oh, bummer. Newman. Newman. Because Black the man was... Stop, Jerry! Black Manta. Black Manta. Black Manta. That's kind of like your nemesis, Black Manta. He is my nemesis. Like Jerry's nemesis is Newman. 
I swear if I see him at Comic Con, I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> and run away. Oh boy. Headless. So, can we left the dog? Can that poor dog? I hope animal activists is animal activists haven't seen the Animal Man short because they'd be offended and very angry. So it's okay. They're little far-fetched people anyway. Yep. Exactly. Been there, done that. And then for the next short, we got a rerun of DC's World's Funniest. That only did we that suffer for another one. Because a rerun. Oh, a rerun? Yes. What? Because a replay. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, dear Lord. Yes. Well, let's not cover that. Not wasting my time. And they're going to do another rerun. Oh. Next week. I don't know if it's of DC World's Funniest, but... Black they, Man. They have reruns set up. I don't know why. They have so many sh- good shorts coming. I know. I, I don't understand it. Well, we'll see. Like, I want to see the live-action ones. and Like the Blue Beetle? Yeah. Or the Lego ones? Those look really cool. I still say they should do a Legion of Superheroes short based off a TV show. Yeah. I'm wondering if, like, they're waiting until, like, Beware the Batman comes out and stuff. For some of this. Beware the Batman. Build up that show. I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully we'll have that show. They'll be better than Brave and the Bold. Yeah. That's almost a given. Mm-hmm. I watched that Zura and Ah episode. Oh, my God. It's probably it, craziness. It was. It was. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay. I don't like that show. It's too goofy. Like the Avengers cartoon show on Disney. See, the Avengers cartoon tries to be serious, but tries to be kiddy at the same time. So yeah. it's like, this isn't really working. I mean, it's good. I mean, like, the finale, the first season finale was awesome. But. <laughs> yeah. They haven't really been able to make a good Avengers cartoon, which is kind of sad, but. <laughs> it could be worse. They could have made a bad no, movie. They could have made a bad movie, that's true. Yeah, so. That's good. <laughs> DC could have made a bad movie, too. Oh. Oops. Maybe they should just do a Young Justice movie. <clears throat> as long as Greg Wiseman writes it, I'm all for that. Yeah, I'd, I'd say do that. Talk oh my god, could you imagine what he could stuff into two hours? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Talk about mind explosion. That'd be good. Give Greg Wiseman two hours. I think, oh I think we should Lord. push for that. Yeah. Let's, let's push for that. New hashtag on Twitter, guys. Young Justice movie. Yes. Well, before we get too off into talking about a Young Justice movie, we probably should talk about the Young Justice episode that people are all yeah. probably eagerly waiting for us to discuss because it answered that burning question we've all had. What the heck happened with Miss Martian and Superboy's relationship? Oh, I thought you were going, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? No, remember, it's where in the world is Artemis Croc. Where in the world is Artemis Croc? And we still don't know. That's true. Yeah, we don't. Or Kid Flash or Aqualad. Maybe next week. We'll see. So what episode is this? This is... Season 2, Episode 2, Earthlings of Young Justice of Agent. 
Miss Martian, Superboy, Beast Boy, and Adam Strange arrive on the distant planet of Ran to stop the alien infiltration of Earth at its source and clear the Justice League's name. It's cool how you say Ran in the, the announcer's voice. Ran. Ran. It's got this nice reverberation back out to it. Then I had to say Beast Boy and Superboy in the same That was impressive. Breaths. You pulled that off. Thank you. I didn't write the summary, so not my fault. I know. I, I was going to blame it on you, and then I realized that there are links in the summary. Right. Which means you copied and pasted. Yes. Young Justice Wiki. <laughs> I so, love the Young Justice Wiki so much. They do a nice job there. I know. A lot of great information. Very The Smallville detailed. Wiki is just as good. Like, they are so detailed. It's, like, frightening. And it's, it's amazing how fast they get their information out. Oh, yeah. But, anyhow... This week's Young Justice Invasion started right where the last episode left off, with Miss Martian, Superboy, Beast Boy, and Adam Strange arriving on Rad, as we just said in the summary. Adam Strange! Adam Strange! Where we meet Adam Strange's supporting cast, the radiant scientist Sardath, and his daughter Alana. Not well-known characters, but hey, they got some animated street cred, so nice job. They were well-known for me. Yes. <laughs> and they I'm also seem to be quite opposed to the Justice League forcing Superboy to say that they are not a part of it. And I would hate to see their reaction if they found out that that was a little white lie. Again, how can you hate the Justice League? Come on. Um, Just ask the Legion. Well, but these aren't villainous people. <laughs> These aren't villainous people, but we don't know what they did in those 16 hours, Dan. Right. Well, they could have They're kind of dumb them. not to figure out that, I don't know, people associated with uh, good guys with superpowers aren't associated with the Justice League. I mean, they're a little confused on that planet. No, I don't know. Yeah, you know. Again, it did take the Justice League five years to figure out that they took these people off, so... That's true. I guess the Iranians can be kind of slow. <laughs> that is so sad. Isn't it sad? It is so sad. The pitfalls of a time jump. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, but you had to do it for other reasons. Keep it fresh. Yeah, but five years and they didn't... No. Okay. Yeah, well... Honestly, in that five years, there wasn't some sort of infinite crisis going on somewhere? There was a crisis. No, there wasn't. Yes, Miss Martian and Superboy broke up. That was a crisis. That's true. That was earth-shattering. That, that distracted a lot of people. That Yeah, I understand now. Well, getting into that whole incident, Miss Martian, Superboy, Beast Boy, Alana, and Adam Strange head for the Rainian jungle to shut down the Crotolians way of teleporting to Earth. But uh, Adam Strange casts a double back as a means of distracting a group of city guards who become suspicious of the team. And I love that Adam Strange acted strange to get rid of the guards. <laughs> and the group commented on that. Well, his name is Strange. I thought that was great. That was kind of fun. I kind of like their language, too. The Iranian language. Yes. That was kind of funny. I don't know how they came up with the dialect, but that was cool. I kind of want to hear Kryptonian now. Yeah, I wonder if they could pull that off. I don't know if some fanboy geek came up with a 
Branian language, or they just stole Klingon and applied it, or what? There was, like, a little girl talking, and they just decided, okay. They had uh, Jim Parsons come in and come up with some language for it. Yes. You know, because his inner Sheldon came out. I don't know. That'd work. Yeah. And really, throughout this whole mission, as I was laughing with the Adam Strange jokes, I really felt bad for Beast Boy. Yeah. Um, even worse than when, like, Terra betrayed him on uh, the... Worse than that? This is bad, man. True, Especially true. later on. Oh. But, I mean, really, I sympathized with him because he's like all of us in the audience. To watch Superboy and Miss Marchie get back together. You they know? can't understand why not. Yeah, we're all just like, why? And by the way... It makes no sense. By the way... Uh, and forgive me ahead of time, but the reason Superboy gave for breaking up with her was bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that is the, about the stupidest reason I have ever heard to break up with a girl. I don't age, so I can't be with her. No, that really wasn't it. That really was it. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It was the lobotomizing. What lobotomizing? She lobotomized the guy. The Krolatolan at the end. That was not why. Yes. No, he had That's said why this... I said it was why. No, he said this stuff about him not aging. No, 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 no. Because, listen. All right, I'm going to jump ahead here now. Because I have to argue this. This is the thing. There were clues throughout the episode that basically applied it. Like, okay, Miss Martian. Would she and Beast Boy wear the juggle... And they were chasing after each other. Which I might add was a nice little scene because I thought Megan was way too serious in this episode. Yeah. And I was glad we had that scene to show that she still is the same kind of character. You know, she's still somewhat perky like she was in the past. Mm-hmm. She's just matured a little bit. So that was good. But anyway, when Beast Boy stopped at the waterfall, Getty started crying. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry I could have been there to stop Queen Bee. What I think happened is she went nutso like she did on Simon and lobotomized Queen Bee for what she did. She got angry. Superboy found out about it. It bothered him and he cut it off with her because of that. Because he was angry at the end of the episode but he realized what she did to the guy at the end of the episode with the lobotomy. The little Krolotolan at the end. To get the information. And so he broke up with her because that bothered him. Like that type of thing. Yeah, but that was... In Identity Crisis. Mm, that's not what he tells Alana. I know, but I don't think he wanted to say anything to anybody. I like. I think the deal was, like, he probably said, I love you, I'm not going to tell, like, the League what you did, but I'm not going, you know, I, I can't be with you if I know that you did this to Queen Bee. Because um... Superboy, I mean, honestly... He knows about anger probably better than anybody. And when this happened, he probably felt horrible for her. And probably tried to stop her from doing something stupid. But she would have had to get it anyway. I don't know. And now it's gotten to the point that she she just can't stop lobotomizing people. She doesn't see like what's wrong with that anymore. Which is kind of chilling. <laughs> see, that's what I think it is. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's... 
<laughs> that 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 whole silly thing. I think that was just a stupid excuse he came up with. That's what he said. That's what he said. But I don't think that was what was going on. There was just all this subtext with the lobot- the lobotomy had to be. There was a purpose of her doing that lobotomy, and then like taking time to show that. Like, come on, you have to admit that was kind of messed up. That uh, yeah, well I can. I lobotomized him. Here's your uh, souvenir, Beast Boy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it makes. Does the theory I'm saying at least make sense from the character standpoint? I mean, it doesn't seem out of character, does it? Like, Connor would be bothered with the lobotomy thing. If I was talking season one, yes. Because this would have had to happen in between. And we don't know until Young Justice Legacy comes out what happened in between. Well, you said one falls. A member falls. (sighs) Yeah, but what about... Okay, it says one will rise, one will fall, one will die. But we have heard nothing about Kid Flash, Aqualad, or Artemis, so that makes them the prime suspects, right? Maybe. Right? I mean... I I really think the way this episode was structured that it's the lobotomy stuff. And again, I mean, that might be too deep for a kid's show, but that, I mean, it's got to be it. You could be right. I'm not discounting you at all. I'm just saying. Man, I wish Greg Wiseman was here. This is like one of those times where it's like, Greg, what were you trying to do here? Tell me. Because I'm not pointing it past them if they go with the lobotomy thing. Because we know that these guys are capable of getting a little dark. Right. So. Which I recognize, but I don't know. Him not aging, that just sounds silly. That's what I was saying. So that's why I'm going with this other idea. Because it sounds less crazy. I guess. You know. I don't know. I mean, Megan had to be angry at Queen Bee. Yeah, she had to retaliate. I agree. However, Superboy still loves her, obviously, and right. is still mad about her being with yeah. Fishhead. But he's also got to uphold what the S-Shield stands for. And lobotomizing goes against <sighs> the Superman frame of reality. Yeah, but Superman forgave Wonder Woman. Well, and, and maybe that's what's going to happen. As long as he doesn't get with but the But Megan's got to come to the point... Megan's got to come to the point that she's realizing she's doing something wrong. That this is getting out of hand. That's true. Maybe future self episode? Maybe. Tomorrow? Because, you know? like, she went crazy on Simon. And that was just to keep her white Martian form secret. That's true. So killing, I mean, someone killing someone she cares about, especially someone that she modeled herself after, that would probably make her get a little screw loose. Plus, you said it before that she was set up as a villain in the future of the regular comics, right? Well, the whole team was. Okay. That was the Titans Tomorrow storyline. We've both read that. Yeah. So it kind of fits in with that a little bit, too. I really hope we get that future episode. That would be awesome. Right. I mean, they, they've put it in there that Megan's capable of doing that. The fact that Martian Manhunter doesn't know about this or hasn't stepped in is weird. Because I think the mind would bother him. Oh, that's right. I don't think he can. <laughs> Is it the one episode, the training exercise, with his telepathic ability, when Megan made it go crazy, 
Did yeah. he say he couldn't read her mind? No, he said he couldn't um, shut her down, that she was getting too powerful. Okay. So there's that. So, I mean... Because, I mean, if she's doing this to just some random unarmed Krolatoan, I'm pretty positive she's done it to more people than Simon and Queen Bee. I, I mean, we don't know yet, though. She did it to Queen Bee. All right. So, I don't know. That would be a crazy episode if she did do it to Queen Bee and she comes out of it. Then comes back after Megan. That would be comes nuts. Comes it? Yeah. Again, I you could leave or take Queen Bee for all I care as a villain. So <laughs> if you gotta. Well, it's not even the good version of Queen Bee. It's that Queen version. The right. alien version is the better one. So if you lobotomize her, that's not a big deal to me. But now let me ask you this: Do you think that Superboy and Mish Martian can work out their relationship if this is if the lobotomizing is the problem? I'm sure they could. Yeah. Okay. Right? I think so. I mean, as you said, I Superman forgave Wonder Woman for killing Maxwell Lord. Right. And lobotomizing, I guess, isn't as bad because they're still alive, technically. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Wow, that was like our first like serious disagreement we've had out here. I know. Wow. Civil War is crazy. And by the way, all I'm saying is you can keep them apart for a while and I can probably deal with it, but I swear if they decide to put Wonder Girl and Superboy together, I'm going to blow up. That won't be pretty for anyone. I think it's way too interesting to do that. They did it on Spectacular Spider-Man. I could see them do an episode where he gets with Wonder Girl just to make, like, Miss Marsha jealous, or that he's lonely or something. And then dumps her. Yeah. That'd be stupid, though. Yeah, I mean... That'd be real stupid. I think what they're going to do, I think it's going to be her and Tim, if they're going to go there. That I can handle. I think that would be fine. I think people were more excited about that anyway when they did that. Mm-hmm. Than Connor and her. Because her See, and Connor kind of got annoying after a while. Her and Connor got very annoying after a while. Especially after he died. And especially after now that I've seen Young Justice. And I'm like, I had to suffer through all that just to get to this. Yeah. Really? Well, Greg Weissman kind of did throw the status quo out the window on Spider-Man's relationships to a certain extent, too. So True. It'll all work out. And I hope he realizes that so many of the fans want Connor and Megan to be together. Yeah. I hope he realizes that because, yeah. He's had to see the fan art. That he's had to go to comic book conventions and stuff where people have been going berserk. Oh my gosh, there's so much fan art. Yeah. It's insane. It's like an anime obsession kind of relationship thing. It really is. It's kind of weird. Yeah, they've got a huge, like, anime fan base into this. By the way, the Young Justice Legacy website was updated. Yes. Or they released all the heroes now that you can play as. They added Beast Boy, Tim Drake, Robin, Rocket, and Batgirl. Very and cool. They, and they changed Robin, Dick Grayson, to Nightwing. Cool. And if you guys don't know 
the Young Justice Legacy is a video game coming out that takes place in between seasons one and two. Yeah, it's the bridge between, so... And the five-year gap, yes. So, for sure, check that out. It may shed the light on what happened between Queen Bee and Miss Martian. Because I think Queen Bee is a boss, isn't she? Um, think so. Uh, actually, no. No, the bosses are Lex Luthor, Sportsmaster, Cheshire, Ice Cold Jr., Killer Frost, Black Man, Simon, Riddler, Blockbuster, Bane, Clarion, and one unknown character. Well, that'll be the scariest Young Justice video game you've ever played. Are you kidding? I don't have a game system. I'm going to play it with you. Oh, okay. Well, we can. We have to, because I I honestly don't. My mom won't let me. When it comes out, so yeah. Yeah. The whole Miss Martian, Beast Boy's mom getting killed, Superboy thing is just tragic. It's just yeah. sad all the way around. Oh, That's yeah. all I've got to say about it. I was a little sad at the end of this episode. I almost wish I would have watched Green Lantern first. Because that ended on such a positive note. You didn't watch Green Lantern first? I mean, I wish I would have watched Young Justice first, then Green Lantern. Oh, oh, oh. Because that end, uh, episode ended on a much more positive note than this Young Justice one. This Young Justice one, I was just like, oh. Uh. <laughs> Why? Nice. I don't like heartache. They put uh, Castle and Beckett together on Castle, which I was happy about. But now I'm like... Doesn't Nathan film like not like that? What? Isn't Nathan film like against that though? The writers convinced him to think otherwise. Oh really? Yes, it was a surprise. I was a little shocked, but they do it went for it. But now there's like all these problems, so like people want to kill them and all kinds of nutty stuff going on in there. So yeah, hmm, good stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Gun Smallville, Wes Keenan? Yeah. He's the, the killer that's out to get him. Donna, Donna. So it's, yeah, it's Nathan Fillon versus Wes Keenan. Uh, Nathan Fillon will win. Yes, he always wins. Because yeah. he's awesome. And he's Green Lantern. Yes. And Mal Reynolds. Yes. And I think since we are getting off topic, I think it's time to move on unless you had any final notes you wanted to say about this Young Justice episode? Um, very awesome. And the fact that Megan finally learned what the Justice League did during their missing 16 hours, and they just leave it there, kind of ticked me off, but hey, I only have to wait two more days at time of recording, so. Right. And it, it was a good cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. Solid cliffhanger. Way to, way to hang us over. And again, this is a 20-part miniseries. So each episode is one part in a huge overarching story that takes place like one story oh, after another yeah. so yeah so it'll all work out yep well unfortunately since we do not have a Smallville issue to cover which makes me very angry because I was looking forward to it did Michael just let me know that there is not going to be one so that's Sadly. disappointing yes it's very disappointing I want an, I want information on this test ghost. I want information on well, what last, last happened to your ship. Last week was fine because the print came out. 
Right. So I had something to get and look forward to and be excited about. And Avengers came out, so that that was enough to hold me over. But this, nothing this week is terrible. We will fight as one. What are you doing to me, DC Comics? Come on. By the way, I saw Avengers again Tuesday night. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Still awesome, yeah. Very plus. More times in the next two weeks. <laughs> it's got a great re- rewatchability factor, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Especially with new people who haven't seen it. Yes. And I got Chuck Season 5 on DVD. I watched the extended version of the finale. Is it good? It adds a lot more to the episode. The end scene, unfortunately, is still the same. But it gives you more of a push to believe that it worked. Okay. So it's worth it to watch. Okay. I can bring it over sometime if you want. Yeah, you want. might want to bring that by. Can all of you check that out as well? There'll probably hopefully be a discussion about that on Retro Reviews at some point. Yeah, we'll see. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Do you, you want to finish Chuck Season 1? Get a even... move on, Woo! Darn it, if you're listening, move it! This is God speaking. <laughs> yeah, Woo thinks I'm God of the podcast or some weird thing like that, so we're just going to use that on him. No, I do not have a big ego. It's just Woo talking. He gets crazy ideas. He lives in the fantasy world of Asgard. No, Woo does not live in Asgard. Woo lives in Tartarus. Okay. What are you talking about, Daniel Schmidt? You're too... You humans are so petty. Yeah, yeah, okay, Thor. So, with that, we're going to move on to the closing. Because I do not know what Thor is doing in a DC Nation podcast, but anyhow. Uh, I'm sorry, I thought, because you were talking Avengers. I was I was included, but I guess not. No. I, I just I wanted to be a part of something greater than myself. Oh, well. Greater than any of my animation, unfortunately. Yeah, right. So, God, with that, I'm hoping we can get Michael or the announcer back to tell us which episodes of Green Lantern the animated series Young Justice at DC Nation Shorts we're covering next week. It's Morphin' Time! DC Nation announcer voice! On the next episode of Across the Airwaves, DC Nation will be covering the next Green Lantern animated series episode, Fight Club. What happens in Fight Club stays in Fight Club. After that, a few more DC Nation Shorts, followed shortly by a new episode of Young Justice Invasion entitled Alienated. And just because the title is Invasion and the episode is Alienated does not mean there will be aliens. Wait. Never mind. Okay. After that, a new installment to the Smallville Season 11 franchise written by Brian Q. Miller, which we have been long since awaiting. Yes. And that's about it. Yes. Good stuff. Like throwing in the Fight Club reference there. And the episode's really called Fight Club? Yes. That's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Well, Red Lanterns, they plot their next move. Ooh, exciting. By having a fight club? Don't talk about it. Oh, I wonder if uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Edward Norton are guest starring. Anyhow, check no, out. you our... can't have the Hulk guest star on Green Lantern. True, yes. Well, anyway, check out our Retro Reviews show, our other podcast, posted by Michael J. Petty. Get his partner in crime, which we just yelled at, Wu Kim. As well as our 
upcoming Road to the Dark Knight Rises podcast, where Michael and I are going to be providing you with audio commentary while we watch and order all of the films connected to the highly anticipated final film in the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy coming out on July 20th. The Dark Knight Rises. Yes, The Dark Knight Rises. Okay, we're excited for that, and not this week, but next week, we should be doing our recording on Batman Begins. At least that's the plan, so hopefully that'll work out. That's the plan? Yes. Also, I would advise you guys to check out our regular podcast that we do across the airwaves, which is hosted by myself and my co-host, Nico Reifstech. We cover a lot of popular live-action shows on TV. Right now, we're covering season finales. Could have some great discussions about all that. So be sure to check out that podcast. If you want the 411, got all the season finales of big shows like Castle, Bones, Fringe, Once Upon a Time, Person of Interest, Big Bang Theory, and more. So definitely check all that out. It's just a great place to stay updated on TV shows. Also, if you'd like to contact us to settle our debate on why exactly Superboy broke up with Miss Martian, feel free to contact us through email. And you can access our email by visiting our website, the www.acrosstheairwaves.com. And then you can click the link that says email to email us at acrosstheairwaves at gmail.com. Again, that's acrosstheairwaves at gmail.com. Also, to stay updated on our podcast releases, as well as movie and TV news that my co-host Nico finds during the week, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, which is Across Airwaves. There's no the on there. It's just Across Airwaves. Or you can join our circle on Google+. So do all those things, and you can stay updated with everything Across the Airwaves. Also, if you'd like to give us your crackpot theories on any of the shows we cover, feel free to leave us a voicemail which we will play on air. Then what's that number, Michael? One seven seven three eight zero nine three three six three. One seven seven three eight zero nine three three six three. Call that number and we will play your voicemail on air. We'd love to have that. And those of you who might be contacting us on Twitter, which I know Michael is talking to, please leave us a voicemail. Um, we'd love to hear, you know, your thoughts on these shows and stuff. So we appreciate your Twitter feedback. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you audio-wise, too. So that'd be great to have. Also, if you'd like, check out our YouTube channel, which features a playlist that has all the DC Nation shorts that we discuss here on our DC Nation podcast. So do that. And also, there's all sorts of upcoming previews and promos for Across the Airwaves events, as well as popular movies that are coming out this summer and upcoming TV show episodes. So check out all those promos. There's some really great stuff there. Could also, there's Nico's video podcast, News with Nico, which gives you all sorts of news on the movie and television industry. So check all those things out. They're really well done and really great stuff. So once again, for Michael's Retro Reviews co-host, Wu Kim, get my regular Across the Airways co-host, Nico Reifstech. I'm Dan Schmidt. And I'm Michael J. Petty. And until the next DC Nation... We will catch you on the airwaves. See everyone. Have a great week. Cause breaking up is hard to do. Remember when you held me tight. And you kissed me all through the night.
is hard to do. They say that breaking up is hard to do. Now I know, I know that it's true. Don't say that this is the end. Instead of breaking up, I wish that we were making up again. We now return to our regularly scheduled program.